Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Tim Dillon Show. A lot of fun. We're going to have this episode. Uh, a lot of fun. But first, let's do some housekeeping. I'm going to be at the Ridgefield Playhouse on February 25th, I believe. Yeah, in Ridgefield, Connecticut, if you want to grab your tickets to that small room, intimate show, about 500 seats. We're going to see... Um, half of them sold out today when we announced, and then hopefully we'll get to a second show uh, up there as well. Our friend Giannis Papas may stop by and do some guest spots. He lives right in that area, so that should be a lot of fun. Prince Andrew, friend of the show, uh, settled a sexual, uh, what was it, misconduct lawsuit? In, in civil sex case. Civil yeah. sex case. Now, you know Prince Andrew, friend of uh, Jeffrey Epstein uh, Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell, named in uh, this lawsuit uh, with Virginia Guffrey, Guffrey, who claimed she was forced to have sex with him, forced uh, to have sex with him on three occasions in 2001 after being trafficked by his pedophile pal, Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell. And it was the result of intense negotiations between both sides that were finalized on Monday. A source with knowledge of the complex deal suggested it was only after Andrew was able to provide proof that the remaining funds would be available from the $17 million sale of a Swiss chalet he owned with his former wife, Sarah Ferguson. I, you know what I say to Virginia uh, Gouffray? Get that money, baby. A lot of people might be angry at her because they want to see this guy. You know, you, they want to see him in jail. Mm. But these people, she doesn't owe you anything. She's a trafficking victim. And listen, she went through hell. And however she decides to deal with it is uh, how she, and the queen has given her money. Mm. Queen Elizabeth. To, to the sex abuse charity. So it's like, it's indirect. To a sex abuse charity. Mm. Uh, what's the queen's name? Is it Elizabeth? Uh, Elizabeth, yeah. Queen Elizabeth donating money to the... I mean, you know that's coming up at Christmas when she talks to Prince Andrew. And I donated $2 million to a charity because of your behavior. So you know that's going down. Um, a royal source said, quote, she cannot be seen making a payment to a victim of sexual assault who accused her son of being an abuser. But a deal was structured in such a way to arrange a sizable financial contribution to the settlement by way of a charitable donation instead. So everything's over now. COVID's over. Epstein's over. You got to get a new script. Everything is over. Whatever you want to talk about is done. There was no reckoning. There was no bomb that went off. There was no explosion. QAnon was uh, fake. Nothing happened. Nobody went to jail. They didn't open up Gitmo. Nobody got locked up. Nothing happened. All your QAnon influencers have moved on to the vaccine. They're going to move on from that in a few months, too. Trust me. Uh, it's, you know, there is no season finale that anybody was happy with. And this will be the final story of this case, which, again, was a pretty earth-shattering case. That there was an island in this, which now everyone's bored of it already, and everyone's like, whatever. But let's just, because we're not going to talk about I get flack. People go, we want more. And I go, there's nothing left. We've picked it all off the bone. There's nothing here. But just a fun recap as we leave. Uh, 
the topic for a while, unless there's something new. There was an island in the South Pacific owned by a guy who is a billionaire pedophile and people would go to it to fuck kids on the island and those people uh, were uh, running the world. That's all proven. That's all real and proven. And this will be the final story that uh, this weird kind of guy, Prince Andrew, who seems a little, he's on the spectrum, uh, neurodivergent, um, is, uh, you know, paying this woman some money who went through hell and was trafficked by Jeffrey and Ghislaine. Ghislaine, I guess, will just be in jail until they kill her or whatever, however they're going to deal with her. But it's over. And I mean, there again, there, there was no real uh, resolution as there wasn't going to be. I mean, Ghislaine Maxwell, they'll sacrifice her. She'll end up in jail and they'll either get rid of her or whatever is going to happen is going to happen. But again, this wasn't going to bring down, like all the dominoes were not going to fall here. I mean, that's pretty obvious to everyone now. This is, is seemingly the final story. This reminds me of COVID now. It's like, it's like they're taking the last mask. You know, they're going to take the mask off the last kid at gym and they'll be like, and... Done. And they throw it in the garbage. Run free. Run free and breathe now. Sorry we masked you for two years outside. Seems insane. Run free and breathe. So this is what it is now. I mean, blackmail is gone, I guess, pretty digital. I'm sure that you'll still see a honeypot here and there. But this is the, uh, uh, this is it. And they'll, they'll sell that island. They'll flip that island to somebody else. We'll do the same thing on it, probably. What is that island suited for? What are you going to do? BlackRock, which is... Uh, the, the, what's amazing to me now is the, uh, the... And we've been following this. I spoke to Mullen about it when I was in New York, and he made some great points about corporate landlords just owning everything in America, individual landlords uh, disappearing, people not having to pay their rent. So then a lot of these landlords have to sell their properties. And then, um, you know, who comes in and buys them? BlackRock. BlackRock or Blackstone, same thing, right? Um, Blackstone buys 12,000 uh, Sunbelt apartments for $5.8 billion. Um this is from Zero Hedge. Wall Street won't rest until it becomes the biggest and perhaps only landlord in the U.S. On Wednesday, Blackstone cemented its position as America's largest residential and commercial landlord by buying uh, apartment owner preferred apartment communities in a deal valued at $5.8 billion, demonstrating the unstoppable investor demand for multifamily, i.e. rental properties in Sunbelt, States, according to Wall Street Journal, Blackstone will pay $25 a share in cash for the Atlanta-based real estate investment trust. That, that represents a premium of roughly 39% over the closing price on February 9th, the day uh, before Bloomberg News reported the REIT was exploring options, including a sale. So the deal includes more than 40 uh, rental apartment properties, including 12,000 units in states, uh, including Florida, Tennessee and Georgia. That's what they mean by Sunbelt. Preferred Apartment also owns 54 grocery anchored shopping centers 
anchored by grocery stores, probably like Publix. Mm. About 70% of the deal's value is in its rental apartments. Wow. So Blackstone, now they're ramping up its bet on U.S. rental housing. Blackstone, I want you to think about it. This is fun. We like, we, like, we like to read the article and go, huh, why is this? This keeps falling down here. I keep, I keep adjusting this, and it doesn't matter. It just keeps. Um, so listen to this. Blackstone has been aggressively ramping up its bet on U.S. rental housing. The firm has agreed to buy two other companies that own apartments in the past two months, building up its presence in states including Colorado, Texas, Arizona, and Georgia. Well, what do they mean by that? Ramping up its bet on U.S. rental Housing. Well, they're betting, and they're correct, that people are not going to be able to own homes or that more people in the future are going to rent. This is their bet, and they're probably correct because the cost of homeownership in this country is, I mean, ludicrous especially in places where you'd want to live. So companies like Blackstone go, listen, the future is going to be the gig economy where you have people that hop from gig to gig and they're going to be permanent renters and that's what it's going to be. They're not going to own property. They may not even own a car. They're going to use services like Uber and Lyft and... They're going to rent an apartment. They're not going to own much of anything. And according to that article, you're going to love it. You're going to be happy. And, you know, the American dream is is, is uh, turning from home ownership and family to something else entirely. It's really what it's becoming. It used to be the American dream, as, as stated. Now, you know, the uh, how possible it was and, you know, whether it was legit. Then, certainly more legit seeming than now. Yes, of course, it didn't include every... But what about non-binary poets? I know. Yes, I know that that's... I under, yes, thank you. They were left out. But the American dream it was a family and property, kind of, right? Community based on those things, family property. You own property. You have a family, you're in a community, there's industry, the community thrives, everybody kind of succeeds together, fails together, there's a, an investment, there are social commitments, things are more local, now things are global, you don't have a family, everybody lives in a city, everybody's alone, everybody's on OnlyFans flicking their bean. Everybody's taking multiple pills just to get out of bed in the morning and then another round of pills just to get back into bed at night. People are severed from their community. They're severed from any social commitments. The only communities they're a part of are digital communities that are incredibly toxic, that are centered around overthrowing the government or owning a picture of an ape. But life has changed. The American dream has changed and Blackstone gets this. They know where we're going. They're not dummies. They can see it. They go, how the hell are they going to afford this? They're going to rent, and they'll be happy to do it. 
People go, why do I need a home? I don't have a family. You know, I don't, what do I need a home? You know, I have houses and I go, I don't really need houses, but I, they're good investments and I like houses and I certainly have friends over, but I don't, I don't need a house because I don't have a family. So I don't need a house, but I guess nobody needs anything. But the reason to have it, like Ben and his wife always remind me that I don't need a home. They always go, you don't need to live in a house. You don't have a family because they're heterosexuals. So they're going to have a family. So that means they deserve a house. So I should give my house to them. I have multiple homes. I should give them all to them. But that's the point because I don't need it. As a gay guy who's single, I don't need square footage. I don't need space. I'm to give it to them. Uh, well, no, they can get it. They can get their own. But I'm always constantly told I don't need a house. And they're, 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 they're right to that to an extent because I don't have a family. But that is why most people buy houses. So as families, um, you know, family formation is low and it's happening later in life. People just don't need to buy fucking houses. Now, you've brought up an interesting chart here. The National Rent Index up 18% year over year. Why don't you tell the people about this chart that you've brought up. So it's Why are you laughing? I didn't I didn't ever say you didn't need a home. You and that. your wife have constantly <laughs> I've never said that. You've constantly if a house is like seven bedrooms before I'm like I don't think you need seven bedrooms. I think I've said that, but I don't think I've said But it's to- it's because no, no. Yes it is. You've made me feel no. bad for being gay. And you've said that gay people don't deserve homes. Well, gay people, a lot of us have more money than you as a straight person. Because if you didn't meet meet me, you'd be working tilling the land. (laughs) I don't know what the hell you'd be doing. But gay people have higher than average incomes and they're creative. But you're telling me, what if I want to adopt kids? What if I want to adopt uh, uh, children? I'm I'm for that. To fill the rooms, buy the space, and and fill, fill the rooms. Now, that's- if I adopted a child, would I, could you get it for me and figure it out? Yeah, it's a long process, though. You need lawyers. Well, how involved do I have to be? I read a book about it. It's a pretty Why big did deal. you read a book about it? It was in a book. You read a book about gay adoption? No, not gay adoption, but... Just adoption in general? It was in Bubba Watson's book. He's a PGA Tour player. He talks about adopting kids. And it took him a long time. Yeah, it took, took Even about a Bubba year. Even Bubba Watson? Yeah, he's got tons of money. He's a millionaire. He had to get on planes. You Isn't he a drunk, though? No, no, he's sober. He's dead sober. Oh, who's the drunk who loves Trump? Uh, John Daly. Yeah, because him, I get. They go, let's give it a take a beat sure. before we give you a kid. But so it's. I've always heard this that adoption is very hard. Mm. That's my whole thing with abortion. Abor- and I'm for abort, but I'm like, listen, maybe we make adoption easier so that it's not. We're not putting these kids be. in uh, mills, right? We we we. It's a nice timeout for the mm-hmm. woman. Nine months, nice timeout. You get to eat whatever you want. Sit on the bed. Put her on the Tempur-Pedic, get her a tub of ice cream, <laughs> and then give the kid to somebody who can't have it. I always thought that was the way to do it. Mm-hmm. Give her some pickles. You know they get weird cravings. Give her pickles, a tub of Rocky Road, pop the baby out, and then give it to a family. But it, why is it so hard to adopt a kid? I, th- I think... Everything it- is about... I hate to say it, and I don't want to sound like a paranoid person, but it's really all about... It's all sex traffic. Yes. You know, it's... Yes. it's what it seems. It's, yeah. it's true. It's like, 
CPS, the Child Protective Services, is like, and I want to have a Eliza Blue on the uh, mm. human trafficking. Do you follow her yeah, on Twitter? Yeah, she's great. Yeah, she's I want to know if she knows anything about the CPS because mm. they're 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 crazy what mm. they do. Mm. They just take kids and then you know they go, you know they we nobody knows what happens to the kids, but they they take them out of these situations that are supposedly bad. Mm. And I'm not saying that all of these situations aren't bad, but these kids end up in foster care, and and and, and the link between that and trafficking it's crazy. Mm. But I think we need to make adoption easier. But what I'm saying about uh, this is when you guilt me and you attack me and say you don't need, because you've said multiple times to me when I had my mansion in Palm Springs or my my uh, big, big uh, kind of like a mini mansion in the valley, mm. and you were like, oh, you don't need this, but I told you a million fucking times I wanted to have a Christmas party with Logan Paul and Barry Weiss. <laughs> That's the whole fucking point of having the square footage is to, is to have a party with everyone. And and you de and you demean. I'm just saying I don't want to be demeaned. Tell them about the rental chart. So it says here that uh, like if you look at the chart here, 2020 to 2021, it was down 1.4 percent, but then 21 to 2022, up 17.8 percent. United States annual rent growth. Yeah, more people are going to be renting mm. from here on out. That seems to be the case. Yeah, it's going to be you know we shut it down. Uh, we destroyed people's ability to earn a living and earn income. We fucked up people's credit. You know, it, it, we, 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 we stopped, you know, a lot of forward momentum that people had in their lives. I, you know, I just had a friend of mine, who, a guy I grew up with from high school, looks the same in high school. It's kind of crazy. You know, he, he looks, he looks the exact same. This guy came over to the house that we he had dinner with. He looks the exact same as he did 20 years ago in high school. It's fucking insane, Right. I do too, probably, but it's not good. Said more about me then, maybe. But I, he's in Canada, and we were chatting briefly about this. You know, Trudeau is authorizing banks. You know Trudeau, son of Fidel Castro. <laughs> is that proven? Not. It, it, let's just say it's testing. true. Justin Trudeau is authorizing banks to unilaterally freeze accounts of truckers and people who support the truckers on the basis of suspicion alone, no court order required with legal immunity. So this is, we've seen over the last year and the last couple of years, people get deplatformed. They, they kick people offline, freeze people's bank accounts. Mm. The media doxes people. I've never, this is the craziest stuff that I've seen in my life other than kidnapping people after 9-11 and uh, putting them in boxes underground and letting uh, bugs crawl on them and murdering them. That was also bad. And no one that's complaining now was complaining then. But I get it. People felt a little vulnerable, but that was also very bad. Mm -hmm. Look into that. That was also not great. Like, freezing the bank accounts is very bad. But, I mean, if people are like, this has never been done. I'm like, well, not really. <laughs> people just picked up at airports and then tortured mercilessly for months, and they did nothing wrong, and people didn't really care about that. Uh, all these people that are on, on and on about this, and rightly so, they weren't so much on about that. They didn't really care about that. Now they're like, well, it's, but this is crazy that they're uh, doing this. And let's watch this woman. I mean, this is insane. When people talk about social credit score and, and heading into this system mm -hmm. and people go, no, you're, a, you're a fucking conspiracy guy. Not going to happen. Well, it's not going to happen here. 
already we're marching towards that very quickly in Canada. It's not, it's, it's like it's our northern neighbors. So let's see what's uh, going on here. We are broadening the scope of Canada's anti-money laundering and terrorist financing rules so that they cover crowdfunding platforms and the payment service providers they use. These changes cover all forms of transactions, including digital assets, such as cryptocurrencies. That's right. The illegal blockades have highlighted the fact that crowdfunding platforms and some of the payment service providers they use are not fully captured under the Proceeds of Crime and Terrorist Financing Act. Our banks and financial institutions are already obligated to report to I the mean, financial it really is hard to see a future for the world that doesn't involve just ordinary... And now, again, please, I mean, I don't even want to say this because, you know, we're on, like, one of these things. This is a satirical show. It's a comedy show, and I'm a satirist. Right. But that having been said, it is hard to imagine a future, and I don't want this, okay? I don't want this. But it's hard to imagine a future that doesn't involve regular people engaging in acts of terrorism against the government. And I don't want that to happen. But I'm trying to imagine a future where I don't see, like as I go to bed at night when I'm thinking about what could happen in the future, I'm trying to imagine a future where regular people, uh, certain portions of them, are not tempted uh, to take up arms uh, against the governments. If governments basically go, okay, peaceful protests are not allowed mm -hmm. and we can take all of your rights and we can force your kids to be masked and we can destroy their quality of life and we can destroy your quality of life and we can take all your money. And, 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 and we're coming out of this in States, but in Canada, they're just, you know, they're still fucking with them. And the truckers who have been largely, it's been peaceful. And of course the media's, you know, planted a few swat stickers and done all, you know, I mean, they, the opposition, you know, they've done what they can do to try to frame these people as racist psychopaths, but it isn't true. They just don't want to get a vaccine uh, that's efficacy has been in, in certainly some level of debate. Um, and they don't believe, they don't want mandates, they don't want these things. And, 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 and they're doing peaceful protests and blockades. And, but again, I mean, it's not, you know, they're not looting and lighting things on fire, right? From what not that I've seen. I've seen mm -hmm. they, they're not engaging in like violent, they're not ripping people out of cars. Mm -hmm. But the government's now going, we're coming in, taking all the crypto. Mm -hmm. And we're taking any funding you're getting, anybody that's supporting you, we're going to take because we don't agree. Now, Black Lives Matter, they said it's millions and millions of unaccounted for dollars. And everybody was supporting that and a Hollywood celebrity. Everybody's going out and going, hey, this is great. And, 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 and all the money and Amazon, all these big companies were like, we're supporting you. But this, people are like, if you send money to them, we're going to freeze your account. You're money laundering. Mm -hmm. If you're supporting this cause at all, if you're supporting this cause in any way with money, with crypto, we're going to come after you and, and, and freeze you back. So I'm trying to imagine a future and I'm hoping, to, I hope that I can do it, 
but I'm trying to imagine a future where you don't eventually see if these types of things continue. People that are truly hopeless and destitute because now they don't have any money right. and they can't get into their bank account. You know, I, I, I'm trying to imagine a future where people don't get radicalized and, you know, start acting up. But I don't know. I mean, we are in Toronto. We still have tickets available March yeah. 16th. That that show will be happening. We've been told. We've been told it's going to happen. That's what I think. I, and I, I, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic about that. Let's talk about this uh, Disney story because part of what I find very interesting all the time is what Disney does. They're a very interesting company. They're incredibly secretive. They don't let anybody in. Remember at the end of the Florida Project, didn't they have to shoot that with a phone because yeah, yeah. nobody can... Nobody can film mm -hmm. in Disney World. There's never been really a good Disney documentary, mm -hmm. right? Right. There's never been a dark Disney. And you know shit goes down, but you know, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I get a bad feeling from Disney World. I have some jokes in my act about it. I don't like it. I don't like it. And it doesn't mean that I don't recognize its contributions to the American cultural landscape. I don't really. <laughs> you know, not a ton of them. But it's a, it's a disease, kind of. It's a sickness, you know. And I don't and I don't know what can be done about it because people adore it. And I even respect people that love it and people like it. And it, it's it's this eternal Peter Pan syndrome uh, that that people have. People people really enjoy their childhoods. And if, if they feel that they've been slighted in any way during their childhood or if they've missed anything, they have to continually make up for it all the time. That's why they had these crazy things like the adult uh, summer camps where people that didn't get a chance to go to summer camp would then go as an adult. It, and instead of going, well, I'm not going to get everything out of life. You can't get everything you want. You can't have every experience. Some people are unable to admit that they just missed out on. So you can't go back to college at a certain age. It's uh, not the experience you would have had, right? But Disney World doesn't seem to be like that. People just connect with it at any age, and they just feel, and it's it's odd and whatever. And and and, and so now these these people who are, again, they're unwell. They're not well, people. But something is happening now where they're they're be they're they're marketing to them. And they're they're God help us now. There are Disney communities. Explain that to people. So it's a new master plan community and they're gonna do it out in uh, out in the Coachella Valley where Walt Disney famously lived out there. But this is going to be in California. In California, yeah. This is going to be you're a part of Disney all the time. So the the water is going to be that crystal blue turquoise somehow constantly uh, flowing through so the rivers. Here's here's what it says here. Have you ever visited a Disney theme park resort with its perfectly manicured and clean scrubbed grounds? By the way, that's not true. <laughs> a lot in a lot of the cases. But listen to listen to even how sick the article sounds. Mm. 
Have you ever visited a Disney theme park resort with its perfectly manicured and clean scrubbed grounds? Whimsical, yet reassuring architecture. Why use the word reassuring? Do you see how sick it is? Do you see how sick it is? Reassuring. What, what are you, what do you need to be reassured of through the architecture? Okay. Clean scrub grounds, whimsical, yet reassuring architecture. Chirpy employees and general sense of cheery optimism and thought, how great would it be if you could take a permanent residence there? That's the sort of idea behind the Mouse House's latest venture, Disney-branded master-planned home communities. God help us. Today, the company announced Story Living by Disney. Again, the, the coupling of words, story living, fills me with a sense of dread. Story Living by Disney. I'm scared about what the next few lines of this will be which will be a part of the same division that oversees its theme parks, Disney Cruise Line, and other experiences. The first community, which will be known as Cotino, because it's by Coachella, mm. which is the fairgrounds out in the desert by Palm Springs, where uh, all these rich kids go and dress like uh, Native Americans in headdresses and do Mali mm. and, and jump around to 21 pilots. Now, by the way, this may be a better use of the desert than that. Let me not judge. It's kind of a throwaway part of the world over there. It's pretty. Uh, just a bunch of people. So the first community, which will be known as Cotino, and include about 1,900 housing units, will be in the Palm Springs city of Rancho Mirage, California. I'm getting scared now. Mm. I'm Because we're about to cover something in the Hamptons. I'm very, very scared about what's happening here. This is not good. Palm Springs, if you've ever been out there, is a fucking cool community. 1950s, those old mid-century modern homes, old cars, really cool history. There's a lot of shit. Hollywood, you know, famous old Hollywood, Sinatra and all this shit. I, I'm, I'm a little worried now that some, that Cotino is about to open a, a, a community for sick I'm going to tell you right now. There is a mobile home park in Florida full of pedophiles. Okay? I'm telling you right now. Between having to live there or Cotino, I'm torn. Quote, there is incredible demand for all things Disney. Our fans continue to look for new ways to engage with us, to keep Disney as part of their lives, says Josh Diamaro, chairman of Disney Parks, Experiences, and Products. At the branded communities, he adds, you can be part of Disney all the time. Wouldn't it get, wouldn't it get a little sick? Don't you think you'd get sick of it on day, I don't know, 48? Maybe... Maybe it would take these fucks to like month three. You know, the end of, but don't, don't you think eventually you'd say to yourself, oh, I've had enough. As for the story living name, this is truly chilling. It's chilling. 
I was talking to a guy once. I forget, but I think it was on Grinder. It might have been on Craigslist. It was very, it's a long time ago. And I said something to him, and he said uh, a chill ran down my spine, which wasn't good. I don't know what I said, but he said a, ch a chill just ran down my spine. But then he stopped talking to me. I think it was bad. As for the story living name, communities will capitalize on the company's sense of storytelling and placemaking. Instead of telling Mickey Mouse tales, however, they will focus on the culture, history, experience, food, and other attributes of the places in which they will be built. Coachella? Plans call for a centerpiece lagoon with a beach that will be accessible to members of the community's private club. Every single element of these communities will be steeped in a story. The residents, he says, will be active participants in the stories. What? God. I don't even know what that means. What does that even mean? I don't know. They have an ad here for it. Let's watch this ad. We can legally play this because it's, it's... This is yeah. sick. Okay, here we go. If I'm telling you right now, <clears throat> if, if, if you are going... If this excites you in the least, you have very deep problems... If there's anything about this, if, if you are responding to this in any other way than what is appropriate, which is a proportional sense of horror and fear, I'm afraid. How many areas will they ruin with this? Oh, God. I'm afraid. And by the way, Disney, wait till Marvel gets involved. Hey, who likes Batman? You want to live with Spider-Man all the time? And maybe it's DC. Don't at me. I don't give a fuck. I'm saying when Disney starts these fantasy communities for sick fucks who just want to live in a fucking uh, movie for the rest of their lives, all of these mega corporations, are they're just going to build a big Nike town and everyone's going to be walking around to dump sneakers. I'm telling you, it's trouble. Trouble's a brewing. And if you don't see these trends for what they are, if you don't see these trends as a massive problem, it, it is good. I, I can't help you. If you don't think, if you think it's a good idea for Disney to build communities, a corporation like Disney World to build communities that look like movies for people to pretend to be in a movie all day, if you think that's a good idea, then I can't help you. Let's watch the ad. Now, Disney storytelling and world-famous Disney service inspire something new. I'll take you there. Charming home communities where the story is all about you. Story Living by Disney. I'll take you there. I can't wait till the first guy kills his wife and they go, well, this wasn't part of the story. <laughs> I I'm telling you, man, it's disturbing because it's only the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's only the beginning. What about Bucky's? They'll have a community too. Probably. Yeah. Bucky's. Why not? The big, what is it? A beaver? Yeah, it's a big beaver. Yeah, the big uh, Walmart beaver that everybody loves. Mm. Bucky's. It's a big Walmart type of store mm -hmm. with a beaver. Why not have a Bucky's planned community? Bucky's Beaver, where instead of water in the fall, it's corn syrup. I I'm telling you, man, this is the beginning of corporations designing communities mm -hmm. um, 
And by the way, BlackRock, all these guys, they'll all get in bed with this. They'll go, yeah, you can rent. You can start, you can rent here. And then eventually, some of Cotino's neighborhoods will be designed for residents 55 and older, a market which Disney seems especially interested in. Families with young children and people of all ages will be able to purchase properties. You think there'll be a hood? You think there'll be a rough area in Disney? Like, do you think Cotino will have a hood? You think there'll be a rough area in the Disney community? I hope so. You think there'll be any area in the Disney community where they'll just open-air drug markets, fentanyl, needles, people getting shot? Quote, baby boomers are moving into retirement. They're going to be moving into retirement communities. That's true, says Daryl Fairweather, chief economist for Seattle-based real estate brokerage Redfin. Why not have it be a Disney-branded retirement community? Oh, I don't know, Daryl. Fucking common sense, taste, decency, dignity, Daryl. If you heard any of those words, have you fucking ever come in contact with any of those concepts? Perhaps Google them. Why not have it be a Disney-branded retirement community? I don't know, because hopefully not every elderly person is fucking insane. Disney World should be a four-day thing. You put Mickey Mouse ears on Grandma and Grandpa. It's hot. They take naps. You have a fucking Mickey waffle, and you get the fuck out of there. You don't live there for the rest of your life, you sick fuck. How much do you want to give there? How much do you want to give this corporation? Their movies aren't even that good. How much do you want to give these people? How much do you want to give this Nazi and his fucking cartoons? How many pounds of flesh must you deliver them? Proof of vaccination is no longer required to get into Disney Park. Well, that's nice. Disney says that amenities will include live entertainment, wellness programming, and seminars. Plans call for Centerpiece Lagoon. Yeah, we went over that. There will be public components of Cotino as well, including a hotel and entertainment, dining, and show. And here's what disturbs me about it. People are going to love it. Oh, yeah. Uh, people, I mean, are, I mean, people are going to love it so much. And this is what scares me. They're going to go, fuck Palm Springs, all that history, and fuck it. I want to go to Cotino, a community built 15 minutes ago by corporate psychopaths. And I, 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 I want to visit Cotino because my cousin just moved there. They're doing their story living in Cotino. What's that? Well, living's not enough. See, that's how they came up with story living. An executive sat in a room and went, living's not enough. People need a story. We got to give them a story. Well, can't they create their own stories? <laughs> well, we thought they could, but apparently they can't. That's why they keep coming back to our shit park. So we've created a story for them. We've built a community where the water is uh, a blue, it, like Gatorade colored, <laughs> nothing's real. Everything's ugly and neon and brightly colored and everyone's happy at every moment of the day. No matter who's getting raped, 
Everybody's thrilled, no matter how diseased and drug addicted and no matter the famine that's going on outside of these gates, they're chirpy and happy because we think Disney should be about happiness, no matter what the hell's going on. We don't care. Outside of Cotino, the world will be going to hell in a handbasket. But we put up those gates and put a lot of guys with guns outside, and inside it's all Mickey waffles and smiles because it's Cotino. Now, if it works, it won't stop with Disney. It will expand other... Co Carl's Jr. will have a community. I'm telling you, all of these corporations, they will keep doing this. They will realize that people need their entire lives to be planned and managed for them. And, and they will try to provide people some refuge from the horrors of existence by creating these serene corporate environments of like-minded people. And you're going to live around all these people who saw Lady in the Tramp and it had such an effect on them that they never wanted to do anything else with their life. And they're going to live in these places and it will never, it's not going to stop with Disney. Disney will be the most successful and the biggest, but then other other companies are going to start to do this as well. All the fucking DC and Marvel and all that comic book shit. Despite bearing its name, Disney will not own the communities or be the developer of record. Nor will it be building or selling the homes. It will be partnering with third parties to handle those functions because they want to keep their hands off it for when it gets sticky. Right. However, Disney's fabled Imagineers, the band of creatives who bring the park's animatronic pirates to life, will have a hand in designing Cotino and future community. As for the public face of the communities, Disney will manage the marketing and sales efforts, and once the communities are up and running, it's, quote, cast members, Disney speak for employees, cast members, cast members. Oh, is that person being nice to me? No, they're, it's, uh, they're an actor. It's, they're cast. Oh, I like living. Is that what it's going to be? Is it going to be like the beginning of Beauty and Beast? Bonjour. Bonjour. Welcome to Starbucks in Cotino. <laughs> Would you like a coffee? How are you? Your daughter's cutting herself. She has issues. But don't worry. It's all smiles in Cotino. Da, da, da. Bonjour. Bonjour. My wife has cancer. Bonjour. It's happy time. We're happy no matter what. Turns out that the legendary founder of the company owned a home and frequented the Coachella Valley region in which Cotino will be located. Walt Disney treated the area like his creative oasis, says Michael Hungren, uh, executive producer with Walt Disney Imagineering. We love our residents to treat this as their creative oasis and explore the next chapter of their lives. Quote, Walt Disney loved the Coachella Valley because of the weather and famous lack of Jews. Odd that they would put that. Strange. According to Redfin, Disney will tightly control the communities. That could bring both pros and cons to homeowners. There would, okay, ready? There wouldn't be a, quote, rowdy bar down the street or obnoxious new music from your neighbor. Yeah, of course. You're buying in to a complete, it's completely going to be controlled. But it would come at the cost of your own personal freedom. That wouldn't sit well with everybody. But some Disney devotees who like the company's brand and values would welcome the careful curation of the community. By the way, the personal freedom, giving that'll people will love that. Mm -hmm. They don't care. I love when people go, yeah, it's not going to be for everybody to complete uh, surrendering of their personal freedom. Well, by the way, over the last two years, it's been for a lot of people. 
I mean, it's interesting because they're creating a community. It's a corporation uh, with obviously they've created an entire world mm -hmm. of cartoon animals and cartoons and famous films and music. And they are saying, people, let come live in that world mm -hmm. and not the real world where there might be a rowdy bar or your neighbor might have music. Leave that world. Come live in our world that's completely curated and everybody's nice to you, not because you're a good person or you deserve it. It's because they are cast members in a movie that we are making, which you will be the star of if you buy our fucking house for however much it's going to be. Walt Disney had grand ambitions to develop a working city with residents. What kind of residents, Walt? Which would have showcased the latest technology because he was a Nazi. That's why that's funny. Yeah, yeah. So when I say, what kind of <laughs> residents, Walt? It's uh, uh, Nazis. He dubbed the project Epcot, which stood for Experimental Prototype Community of Tomorrow. What did that mean, Walt? After his death in 66, Disney's successors reinterpreted his vision as a theme park, Epcot, that exists today. Well, I mean, here's the thing. We wish them all well, right? I mean, uh, I, this is very disturbing, and I'm glad we got into this because I'm uh, uh, very bothered by this. But like anything else, I'm not going to, you know, what am I going to be able to do? We'll probably be eating there in the Cotino Steakhouse. It won't be bad. I'll be in Cotino like anyone else, eating ice cream. People go, hey, remember when you? I said, shut up. I'm just sitting there eating a big Mickey Sunday. It's 112 degrees in Cotino. Maybe I'll live in Cotino. Who gives a fuck anymore? What's the point? What's the point of anything? If they're all happy, maybe it works. <laughs> Who am I to say? Come on this fucking show and I yell about people. People just want to be brainwashed until they fucking go in the ground. Let them. What's the problem? We'll all go live in Cotino. I want to complain about this one other thing before I get out of here because I'm, like, alarmed by this. And I went to this restaurant the other day uh, called 75 Main in Southampton. It's, like, a well-known restaurant. And the food was really good. They had a lobster quesadilla that was sick, and the owner took a picture with me, or maybe not the owner, the manager. I was, I was, I was, it was a great experience. All in all, I was very happy. And, 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 and here's the thing, man. They're getting a reality show. And I'm like... First of all, guys, let me, let me tell you right now. The era of reality TV is over. It's like done. You're not even going to get famous anymore. You're not going to make any money. You're barely going to launch a product. The era of reality TV is uh, done now. You are truly scraping the bottom of the barrel. You're going to make more as a waiter there than you will being paid to be on reality TV. Now, the Hamptons are supposed to have a little class, a little dignity. It's not like California where people just speed around in Maseratis and drive them off canyons. You know what I mean? People in the Hamptons, New York, East Coast, old money, they're supposed to pull up in like beater cars, shittier cars, they're not supposed to be as flashy. They live in these big estates behind hedges and gates, but they're supposed to, you know, relax a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. It's part of the ethos of... The Hamptons is kind of what's a little cool about it. It's a little more relaxed. And this idea that they're having a reality show, it it, 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 it disturbed. Now, I know everybody wants to be famous and have opportunities, and I'm not trying to take that away from anyone, but I also am because enough. It's not going to happen. Just make the lobster quesadilla well. 
It was very good. Keep making it good. Bravo had a runaway hit with the Vanderpump Rules about the Hollywood restaurant. Sir, all the restaurants from Vanderpump Rules are disgusting. The food's horrible, and they're fun because all the bartenders, I, I guess, use drugs and, I don't know, have sex with each other and then try to kill each other, whatever people like. But now page six is told that Southampton Hotspot 75 Main is going to be setting for a similar show. Owners, whoever, and his sexy staff will be starring on Serving the Hamptons, which will air on Discovery+. Plus. We're told Kendall Jenner, Ivana Trump, Paris Hilton, Brooke Shields, Patriots owner Robert Kraft, billionaire John Casapetitis, Anthony Scaramucci, and rapper Takashi69, who once left a 2000 tip after ordering Thanksgiving takeout, all stopped by the restaurant while cameras were rolling. Everyone keeps calling me the male East Coast version. of I, mean, I don't want to rain on anyone's parade here, but what the fuck? I, I mean, the whole point of the Hamptons is people that have a lot of money pretending to not, like, care about all this shit. These the people that they're talking about. Kendall Jenner, Ivana Trump, Paris Hilton, Brooke Shields, Patriots owner Robert Kraft. These are simple people. They don't want any publicity. They don't want it. When people like Kendall Jenner, Paris Hilton, they when they leave their house, they're trying to they're trying to stay low. It's not fair that they're now forced to participate in this. The cameras will go back to where now I'm gonna have a problem in here when I go in here because I like the lobster case data. They're gonna get mad and they're gonna go, well, you said that we shouldn't have a reality show. Why can't we be fake? Can't you just do what you do well? How about that? You're more famous than people on TV. 75 Maine is famous to rich fuck. Who gives a fuck what these animals think who watch this shit from their bathtub while they're making meth? You got a great... Isn't it enough for anyone anymore to do the thing you do well? Everybody needs to be a star. Everyone needs to be a star. It's sad. <sighs> the guy who lords over it all and tries to keep his staffers in check while handling crises along with some help from PR guru Taji Piro admits, quote, sometimes I want to move to the staff house. It's like the Playboy Mansion. Make the quesadilla. <laughs> The summary includes plot lines like, quote, Ethan Thompson develops a crush on Brogan, but after she puts him in the friend zone, he goes wild breaking the house rules, pursuing a different housemate, as well as secretly hooking up with a local... Ketchup! Can I have more ketchup, please? No matter the house drama, the staff must put their personal issues aside to serve some of the wealthiest and most demanding clients. I, I'm going to move to Cotino. Do you see this? If they're going to ruin the Hamptons with reality shows and they're going to go this route, I'm, I'm telling you right now, 
we're going to have a real problem because this is not what it's supposed to be. But now I know it's on Discovery Plus and no one will watch. It's true. But if this is the, if the direction it goes in out there, we got a real problem. It's, it's a little disgusting. Not everything can be L.A. Not everybody can be just a whore with their puss out. Can't, can't anybody have any dignity? Isn't it enough to just make the, the eggs Benedict nicely for everyone? I mean, doesn't this bother you? It's upsetting. The Hamptons is a sacred place. It, it shouldn't it's be. a sacred place. <laughs> it's disgusting the way they, they're <laughs> behaving now. It's not right. I can't believe they're allowing this. But. I don't know why. And if I have to wage a war against this to save the and these because these people have had a lot, they've it's not been easy for the people who live in Hamptons and uh, with their, all of their friends going you know to jail or being in, you know getting in trouble for the you know the island activity, it's not easy now when you have this going on. It's not right. It's not right. So it leaves you no choice but to move to Cotino. Mm -hmm. As much as I insult it, I now now look at the way the world is going. Mm -hmm. Why not do a reality show with Prince Andrew and the Queen Mum? How about that? Is that next? Is that on Discovery Plus with that sweaty freak? You know, Andrea, I had to donate $2 million. $2 million. What did you do with that gal? Um, Mum, I don't... Blah, 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 blah. The whole thing's disturbing. You know? I'm, I'm bothered. I don't want to deny anyone opportunities. I just... Reality television is over. It's over. Where are the people from Vanderpump Rules now? Yes, they're probably better off than they were before, but where are they now? I don't think it's, you know, I don't think it's that great, by the way. But I get it. They put some money together. I I get it's Mm. better than, you know. And this is their chance, right? Because they're working in the Hamptons. They see all these celebrities and go, I'm going to be a celebrity. Because these, 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 these uh, production companies go, you're going to be a star. You're not just going to be a whore on camera smacking some other whore because you had gotten a fight with somebody about uh, the guy you're fucking. You're going to be a star. You're going to have a white wine spritzer brand. You're going to be a trillionaire. Because it worked for one chick. It worked with Bethany Frankel on the Housewives of New York who came out with skinny girl margarita back when you could still call people skinny and it not be a hate crime. Uh, and she made like 20 or 30 mil from that, 20 or 30 sticks from that. But I'll tell you right now, it's not what it used to be. And I, I do think that people have to kind of realize that and understand that reality shows are not uh, in the zeitgeist anymore. I mean other than a few of them that have been around forever and they've kind of been established. But I just don't like, because I went to this place, I'd never really been there. I've been there like once or twice. It's good food. It's actually good. So I, 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 you know what I mean? I don't want the good people 
of the Hamptons, working class. They're working class people. They're simple people. I don't want them to have to deal with this intrusive, boorish behavior here. Slightly disappointed with that. Dates, come see me live if you want to. San Antonio, Sunday. Please buy tickets. There's a few left. There's a lot left. San Antonio, Texas, the Majestic Theater. Portland, Maine, you know how I feel. The Merrill Auditorium. There's already circulating on Reddit. It's like, who's this piece of shit? Why would he, why would he say, he's not funny? This isn't funny about Portland. It's not funny. I love comedy. And he's not funny. So I get it. I'm like a huge fan of comedy. Providence, Rhode Island, the Veterans Memorial Coliseum, Thursday, February 24th. Friday, February 25th, Ridgefield, Connecticut, the Ridgefield Playoffs. Saturday, Albany, New York, the Egg. Sunday, February 27th, Concord, New Hampshire, Capital Center for the Arts. Toronto, uh, March 16th, Toronto, Ontario, Meridian Hall. Baltimore, Maryland, Friday, March 8th. Saturday, March 19th, Philadelphia. Thursday at Parks Casino. Thursday, uh, the 24th of March, Nashville, Tennessee at the Ryman. Special taping uh, the 26th at Denver. Glasgow, Scotland, March 30th. April 2nd, Dublin. And then uh, we're in London, April 4th, 6th, 6th. So here's the deal, folks. Come, the, We're also going to try to get to Charlotte, New Orleans, some other places as well in early March. Jacksonville. Round this tour out. Finish it. TimDillonComedy.com for tickets. Uh, we will update you. Tim J. Dillon on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to follow there, TimDillonComedy.com, of course. We'll have all of our updates on it. And then uh, my special live from Cotino uh, will be out where I dress up as the clock from Beauty and the Beast and do my entire stand-up set and then uh, blow my brains out <laughs> and splatter blood all over the 55 and over community that has uh, called Cotino home. God help us. God help us. What they should do, what American truckers should do is when Cotino is built, they should do what they're doing in Canada right now. They should do blockades so that they can't get food in and out of Cotino. So that the people that have chosen to live in this fever dream die out so they can't reproduce. That's the movie. Good night.